Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Woo! Partying all night. Gavin Newsom, brand new governor <laughs> of California. I know. Yes. Suck it, Nate Silver. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I posted that... Um, that uh, the, the 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 graduate graduate, yeah. the graduate meme on our Facebook page That's last good. night that I, that we first shared out when uh, Biden won back in November, <laughs> and it's it's of uh, Dustin Hoffman and I, I forget who the co-star is in that scene where they're like they just got married like and they're all excited in the back of the bus and they're driving away like yeah we're married and it takes like all of like three seconds before their like adulation uh, resigns itself to existential dread. <laughs> as they're great, like great dialogueless oh, uh, acting We're... by them in that scene by the way the, yeah. just just the looks are great um great way to convey story but yeah no that but again yeah you know like in any just world gavin newsom would look at all of the democratic voters of the state who saved his fucking ass yeah. and say gee maybe i should you know give them something in exchange for saving me because i've been such a wildly unpopular governor that i almost got recalled i mean he's still you know he won with like 67 percent of the vote but that was also i think heavily based on you know well a lot you know, of scaremongering i'm at the sure end. gavin newsom would love to you know hold pg e accountable for starting all these wildfires or build a high-speed rail up and down the coast or you know shepherd through and, Medicare, uh, yeah, Medicare and exclusionary zoning so they could have you know multi-family housing and you know not have to sprawl out everywhere but listen he can't do those things because he's too busy he's got a stack of fucking fracking well permits on his desk that he has to <laughs> permit he has to go through each one of them to permit doesn't have time for this mickey mouse shit I thought you were going to say it takes him a lot of time every morning to slick back his hair. So, you know, the, the time really runs out. The clock really runs out on, you know, you know how many hours it takes to get that hair perfectly scummy looking. Well, like I that like that you day? said run out the clock because, you know, everyone says you got his, his you know, Batman villain slicked back hair from that. Uh, what's Pat that? Basketball coat? Yeah, there you go. Yep. Right. Right. That's something. Right. No, he, yeah. The famously the coach of the, uh, the, the I think he coached the Knicks. He coached the Heat. Uh, during like Jordan's kind of heyday, um, yeah, a very evil looking man. Uh, very good coach though. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> fuck Evan Newsom. Uh, you know, I again, like, you know, this is, and someone said this, like, there's always going to be a sword of Damocles hanging over the voters, and this is the only uh, electoral strategy that the Democrats have is to allow these situations to occur. Um, and then use them to get their terrible fucking right wing candidates elected. And I have no uh, intention of ever participating in that 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 fucking hostage situation ever again as a voter. Um, and I, I really wish everyone else wouldn't either. And I was like, well, what do you want? Larry Elder? Yeah. Who gives a fuck? I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not, I, I don't support him, but I don't uh, think that Gavin Newsom has done anything to deserve keeping well, look, a seat. You and me and Rose McGowan all understand. <laughs> the black Republicans are not a model. Okay. Larry Elder <clears throat> has taught us a lot of things. Larry Elder, as Rose McGowan at his press conference said uh, to the mic, Larry Elder taught us, uh, taught Rose McGowan. She said, I learned about the corruption of the teachers union in California. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, Okay, weird like, turn for her. I, I, I get that Rose McGowan's fucking damaged. Like, I understand that, like, she's got some fucking trauma, but she's also just a spiteful, 
hateful transphobic person and the fact that she would just you know because she hates democrats would latch on to a bunch of anti-teachers union rhetoric is just it's just so like it's 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 just like everybody who was involved in occupy that like had a bad experience with antifa around that time and then just immediately turned into you know like like like, exactly exactly (laughs) right you know the what's what's the fucking i can't remember fucking name but yeah they just they like oh you had you had one you know anarchist say don't fucking film me and then suddenly you're andy no really like really like because 99 percent of people won't do that like there are a few people who will be like don't fucking film me if you're documenting a protest or you know direct action or whatever it's like okay we'll just uh, don't film that one person then like it doesn't right. does it mean that you just turn into a fucking fascist um and yeah but it's, it's also a little silly because like <laughs> you're in public and like there's a million fucking security cameras that sure. like cover your cover your face if you don't want to be seen like i it's, i fully understand not wanting to be identified but then cover your face like you know you have a great excuse now. It's a global pandemic. You can yeah. Or, or, or just have a relationship with people where they can approach you, you know, and like I, I was I was at a thing one time. There's a bunch of people with masks on Black Block and they had a bunch of like sticks and batons they were using to smash windows. And one of them saw me take a picture uh, of them. And even though their faces were covered, person came over and said, hey, could you just like, like I know you're taking pictures. Could you delete that one last picture you took? And I was like, yeah, OK. Right. problem solved <laughs> right like, like really easy. right you didn't have to threaten to beat the shit out of you or anything right. like right. it was didn't, just didn't you know like cool interaction smash my camera like because we knew who we you know we knew each other right <laughs> it right, wasn't right. a big deal um but you know if it was somebody who was just like you know screaming and pissed off i probably would have been like you know don't worry i'm not gonna put i won't put that a line or i'll delete it or whatever you know but I, I wouldn't be like you know what fuck antifa i'm a i'm pro fa now <laughs> right i'm fa now um well you know real quick i, I want to wrap up just kind of last week's um 9-11 chat that we had because there's a couple oh, other little best 9-11 we've ever had a <laughs> couple of other 9-11 uh tidbits uh that we wanted to get to that that either propped up in the aftermath or we just never uh saw before we we recorded that episode but um so Rudy Giuliani was giving a speech uh, at, at some kind of a right-wing fundraiser or some think tank or some shit. Real um, America's Voice Conference. And right. if you want to see the craziest shit ever, go to the Real America's Voice webpage and watch their live stream. Uh, it's it's like it, the, the, the right-wingers that think Fox News is sold out, right? And they need like a, a, an even more insane uh, distilled version of insanity like you know the, the like newsmax like those fucking freaks yeah. right 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 or oan yeah right the real the real fucking psychos um well so <laughs> we have a clip of him from the speech now i i, I have to keep I, I have to put this into context for people especially people who weren't uh from new york uh rui giuliani his entire political career and reputation is built on the fact that he was the mayor during 9-11 and like this is somehow given him this this insanely undeserved political clout as as if he like literally did anything other than you know stand next to george bush and point 
at, at rubble like that's which is all george bush did either but like this whole idea that he was like this like you even hear it out of like like democrats like oh yeah i don't know what the hell happened to rudy like he used to be he used to be good he's he turned into a psycho now it's like no this is who rudy giuliani always fucking was it just like was 9-11 you know for all the other shit that it did you know in terms of the rabid patriotism and the jingoism and all the other horrible shit that it caused uh gave people amnesia about who Rudy Giuliani is and was and always what and you know always was um but but this is a great distillation I just imagine him dressed up in drag uh and and Donald Trump is like rubbing his face (laughs) in his tits what was that from like what what even I it's like there was some like annual gala event uh that giuliani would always like traditionally dress and drag for it right. was like his bit right and it was so well known that they were doing like some little like video uh segment as like a promotion for it ahead of time and it's Rudy giuliani and donald trump and they're in like like a department store of all places like a you know, right. women, women's perfume aisle at the fucking macy's or whatever and it's, you know it's it's like giuliani is like pretending to be a lady so he's like talking like this because uh, that's how women talk. <clears throat> and Trump's just like pretending to like hit on her. And then at one point, like rubs his fucking powdered orange face, like in Giuliani's <laughs> fake cleavage. And oh. it's the grossest thing I've ever seen in my you life. Know, it's so ironic how all these like openly transphobic right wingers all love to dress and drag to quote unquote mock trans people. Like it's almost as if they wish it was. Socially acceptable right. for them to do it because they're because <laughs> they grew up watching Mash, right? And they're like, "Oh, Klinger dresses up in drag to get out of the war, right?" That's that's a joke. <laughs> that's it's like, yeah, that that was a joke back in the late seventies. <laughs> like, right. uh, read the room. Like, it's not right. like you know, a guy dressing up as a woman in and of itself is not funny, and that's something that like American comedians have never understood. And the, 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 like British and Australian and Canadians have always understood is like, that's not the joke, right? Like you watch kids in the hall and they can all do drag, but the joke is not that they're in drag. The joke is always what the sketch is actually about. Right, right. And they do it so well that you forget that you're watching men in drag, right? right. Because that's not the joke. If right. you're if you're aware that the guys in drag is being the joke, it's not funny. And it's it's just like, what do you? What, what what is in your head what is the comedy that you're trying to tell here right well speaking of comedy i, I do want to play this clip of rudy from this uh this conference because uh my man is fucking sloshed during this during this speech and i think this is the perfect distillation of everything that rudy giuliani oh, is and always has been fucking chugging white claws that night or whatever the fuck <laughs> drinks right so here, here's rudy from that uh 9-11 memorial uh <laughs> Imagine Tony Blinken or Miley. How did, how's that guy a general? Jesus. The other day he said that the Bagram Air Force Base is not strategically important. I wanted to grab his, what do you have, five stars, ten stars, twelve stars? He has so many stars that come up into his ears. I wanted to grab his stars, shove it down his throat and say, it's 400 miles from China, asshole! China is going to be our enemy for the next 40 years. You have an air base 400 miles from them and you're giving it up, idiot. What the hell is wrong with you? 
Who paid you? Christ. That is crazy. I don't know. I shouldn't get into this. What Biden did in the last two weeks is freaking insane. It cannot be explained. Well, 20 years ago, I did my job for the country. I'm very <laughs> proud of it. But I did it because of them. What Bernie demonstrated to you, I was so happy he did. You can't show everybody, right? You can't show, look, every one of them would like to show you the 10 people that supported them. Right, Espo? Right, Joe? Right? You didn't do it on your own. How many people did you have helping you? I had Denny, I had Tony, I had Howard, I had Joe, and I had a lot of people. That, where's Tony? I mean, I had these people, they were with me. Uh, I couldn't have done <laughs> Did you so, say 28 years ago? That's what I did my duty 20 years ago. That's all I heard. I all thought right. he said 28 years ago. But it yeah, it, it like, might have been, but it was very what, slurred. What what duty <laughs> did he do? Like, there's footage of him kind of like stumbling through some rubble and people are like trying to tell him things and he's looking around and puts on an NYPD hat, you know, just, yeah, just... he stood on the rubble with Bush and they had a megaphone and so... Bernie Couric, who, who I guess was at this conference. I think that was the Bernie he was referring to. The, the fucking insanely fascist, racist, uh, former police chief, uh, police commissioner of New York City uh, and was, you know, the commissioner during 9-11. I think he ran for like governor. He ran for some shit, but he was like also like uh, uh, charge. He, he, like he faced criminal charges for something else. So, you know, of course, as usual. These motherfuckers are all criminals themselves. Uh, let's see. I, I just I love that. Like we're we're to the point where you know uh, attacking a general, like slandering a general. <laughs> it's like the right wing. U.S. I almost grabbed him by his five stars or ten stars. Like right. Do right. you? I'm like sorry. I don't give a shit. We don't give a shit about that. But like that that to that crowd, that's like the, you know ultimate sacrilege to like you know disrespect the military. Boo. Screw the military. <laughs> like what what do you have left if you're a fucking right wing fascist and you don't have the military to cling to anymore? Right. right. Uh but so okay, so I, Bernie I, I just <laughs> Yeah. Bernie Cure, I just looked it up because I, I do remember he was charged with several things. Uh two ethics violations, also tax fraud, making false statements. Uh let's see, pled guilty to eight felony tax and false statement charges. Uh, he was given a presidential pardon, though, by Donald Trump. So that's that's I think why he was fresh in my mind because Trump pardoned him of his uh, all of his uh, <laughs> his crimes. <laughs> Unfucking real, man. Uh, he was also nominated as the uh, first secretary, the 2004 nominee of Bush as the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, but he uh, had to withdraw <laughs> uh, because he had a so he had to withdraw because uh, he had unknowingly hired an undocumented worker as a nanny and a housekeeper. So that was, I think, too much for the right wing. That, that's that's a, a crime still. <laughs> well, that was too much for the right wing to like, you know, to knowingly. What year was that? That feels oh four. I know. 04. Oh, yeah. OK. 2004. Sure. Sure. Now, right. Nowadays, it'd just be like, look, I'm just fucking trying to do some <laughs> pandemic relief. Oh, man. Just, so, real, just real piece of shit. Uh, that guy is. But yeah. So <laughs> fucking Rudy. I mean. And this is who Rudy's always been. You know, 
and he and he tries to like this is the right wing idea of comedy at the beginning like that 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 to him was like his like his like type five fucking stand up bit like oh inform China's four hundred miles away asshole you want to give up the thing like right wingers think that that's fucking like the height of comedy which you know begs the question why aren't there more right wing stand up comedians I mean real real mystery it's been a really tough week for right wing comedy I mean we lost Norm Macdonald uh rest rest in peace to that uh guy who made me chuckle a couple times in my life i I don't he just was weird i don't know if he was right wing or just like weird like oh yeah yeah was he right okay i don't i i really didn't know you can you can right now google right wing comedians and the very first hit is the top 10 best right wing comedians and norm mcdonald is listed as number one really yeah, because well, he's the only actual good comedian, probably of that like the only decent I mean, stand up of that I list. Don't, I've I've never found him funny. He's he's like Adam Carolla, but more droll, honestly, to me. And you know, his buddy Jim Brewer, everyone remembers Jim Brewer from sketches of about being half baked. Half baked yeah, is like, like I, much I, I, I didn't even remember. So Jim Brewer was training this week. And I forgot who that was. I was like, that name sounds familiar. But I don't remember who that is. I don't, I don't was, fucking uh, know who he is. Fucking Donkey Boy or whatever on SNL, wasn't he? <laughs> like, that was his big claim to fame. I I couldn't even tell you if I've ever seen that before. Right. And if I have, there's a reason I don't remember it. The memory hold it because it wasn't that right. It wasn't that uh, memorable. So Jim Brewer was trending on Twitter because he is refusing. He's taken a stand to not play any comedy clubs that require you to have been vaccinated to enter the building. <laughs> Taking oh, a stand. Well, like I said to you, I think he, he he knows his demo. He knows that like five of his fans would be in attendance if they were required to show proof of vaccination to attend one of his comedy shows. So I think it's more of a fiscal decision than anything else. But yeah, just what a fucking idiot. What no, his happen? agent probably told him like, look, you haven't, you haven't like had a sold out show in 25 years. Um, maybe you should try to get your name in the news by <laughs> right. you know, putting out a press release saying that you're refusing to do a thing that everyone doesn't care about. <laughs> right. And then a bunch of right wingers will come to your show, but they don't understand comedy or irony or, you know, any kind of any, any kind of deep thinking whatsoever. So they won't well, laugh at any joke. Although I can't as, imagine as bad as things team. are for right wing comedians right now. I hope that Dennis Miller is is taking his um ivermectin or or what's the new one now what's the new right. one they're oh, so, taking now right Be- so betadine is like the new things so which you know people uh most people know is like a wound care uh antiseptic antiseptic that, that was used like you put it on your fucking like when you would scrape your knee as a kid your mom would like rub some betadine solution on it uh apparently is now being like touted on the right as another like either you know not preventative but cure for for covid is like i love uh, i love all all these like alternative right-wing medicine things are just like whatever they already had on the fucking shelf at home (laughs) right like oh my god y'all i got to thinking and i i i realized that i've got this uh, entire jug of <laughs> what's fucking that, beta, what's, beta that, what's, that shit? what's that pink shit that you put on fucking oh calamine you're right right oh you got calamine. calamine lotion and <laughs> and i i just started chugging that thing and lo and behold i didn't get covid so <laughs> i, I, I snorted 15 lines assume. of alka-seltzer crushed up alka-seltzer and now my covid's <laughs> gone <laughs> 
Oh, fucking oh. idiots. Just fucking goddamn, there is a medicine that you could take that would prevent you from getting COVID. It's called a fucking vaccine. Just stick it in your fucking arms. Anthony, I don't or shut up about these have, other. I don't have health care insurance. How am I going to get that vaccine without health care insurance? Right. How are you going to get that free <clears throat> and point of use vaccine without health care insurance? They're taking horse tranquilizers because they don't have health care. <laughs> Which, by the way, and and again, you know, for I think most people listening know I work, I still currently work at a pharmacy, um, and and you know, a, a big piece of the narrative on ivermectin is like, oh well, big pharma wants you to use their vaccine, they don't want you to use ivermectin because it's a generic drug and it's been around for a million years. You know how much a bottle of ivermectin costs to us, to the pharmacy, to the retail end, not even at, or excuse me, at, to you know, in the wholesale end, not even like the retail price to a patient. It costs us like $75 for a bottle of 20 ivermectin three milligram tablets and the starting dose. And again, there's no actual dose because it's not FDA approved. And these doctors are a bunch of right wing cranks making it up and, you know, using it to, you know, take money off of gullible right wingers. But the the typical starting dose I've seen has been like they do like a loading dose, which means you kind of you know and this is for the treatment not the preventative dose but when you're like to somebody who has covid where they're trying to treat it i've seen them give like uh two like two ivermectin every eight hours so it's like six pills a day uh for like a week or whatever so it basically the bottle of 20 will last you like three four days max right cost 75 dollars retail most insurance plans don't cover it because surprise surprise they don't want to pay for anything, you know, first and foremost, but they're not going to pay for something that is not FDA approved to treat the thing that you're using it to fucking treat. Um, so people are paying hundreds of dollars for this thing that that they're claiming. And by the way, it's made by a pharmaceutical company. It's not like this is some fucking, you know, herbal remedy that that Jim Bob, you know, sells to pharmacies out of the back of his pickup truck. Like this is a uh, pharmaceutical product made by major pharmaceutical manufacturers and is being sold, uh, you know, it, it, by the fucking bucketful to pharmacies right it's, now because a bunch of idiots to are me taking it. How like the hurdles people are jumping through to still say like, oh, it's not their fault. They've they've just been misled by people like Donald Trump. But it's like Trump was begging people to take his vaccine. He was telling you, I'm going to get you a vaccine quicker than ever has ever happened in U.S. history. And he he, he did. I mean, that, like he's not like in the White House fucking, you know, with <laughs> with, with beakers and testers. Right. But like he, you know, he was like, you should take my vaccine. And his own supporters booed him at right. one of his rallies recently where he was like, you should take that that fucking free vaccine I came up with. By the you way, know, they we, were like, we should totally give him uh, beakers of, of of chemicals and see what he could do with them. That would be very amusing to me. Oh. But, but yes, it's it's such fucking comedy with that guy. We had another clip. We're not probably going to play it, but there was a clip where he was talking about women in Afghanistan who want to, you know, wear a, a full burqa, and he's like, they, women want to wear it. They want to wear it over there. Let them. I mean, who? I mean, women. Women spend so much time trying to get their faces all put up. Wouldn't it be great? To just women. Just you know, you don't have to do that anymore. You just put a thing over your face. Done. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. Let's go. I was like, well, yeah, no, that's that's. And somebody posted that video of Trump saying that, and they people were caught. They're like, he is literally the funniest stand-up comic ever. <laughs> <laughs> and he was president and we didn't even appreciate it right um because all the other dumb shit but no people but... are just like making all these excuses about these people like like the people like literally like uh the the fucking the the microchip in the vaccine 
alters your DNA, alters your DNA. Like what? What the fuck you t- like? You're sitting there smoking fucking menth- palm oil menthols. You have no idea like of like the thousands of different chemicals in that cigarette, but you're convinced that a vaccine that's free to save your life from COVID right. has, has a mic. How big of a microchip are we talking that can fit down the hole of a needle? And everything we fucking ingest every day is just riddled with fucking chemicals. But we're, we're, we're I don't know what's in anything that I eat. Unleaded gasoline. Eat. That's for faggots. Right. right. Exactly. A, I'm sure that was the exact <sighs> argument back, oh you know, when, when they were trying to ban unleaded gasoline. <laughs> people were posting like you know like they, about like seatbelts like people were like oh well i never i never got in the car crash so why does my car? like people were saying that exact same shit back you know when, when i don't even know if shit was, was that destroyed. polarized then i think it was just like the car industry didn't want to do it because they didn't want to admit their their vehicles were deadly right. um but but then people were also you know like well i don't want the government telling me how to wear the thing it's like <sighs> You're a fucking child. You're a fucking child. You need to be in that booster seat forever so you can reach your your peas and carrots. But they, right. they don't even understand what a fucking vaccine is. I saw. I don't have it verbatim, but I I sort of like rewrote this uh, based on what I remember from. But it was like a, a Twitter conversation, and you know somebody was like, "I refuse to obey the vaccination mandate." And somebody replied to them, "When you were a child, you were mandated to get multiple immunizations in order to attend public school." Right, and the, and the guy replied, "That's immunization, not vaccination." <laughs> what the fuck do they oh think vaccination even means? Like, what do you think in their head vaccination means? Because it doesn't mean what the same thing to the rest of us. Are you telling me that, that the you're polio? To... <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say, are you telling me that the <sighs> polio vaccination and the COVID vaccination are in the same category of medicine? I don't believe you. I, well, I technically, it's only immunization if it works. If you get vaccinated and you still get sick later on, you wouldn't immunize. Now, was you? Like, well, yes, technically that's true, but it doesn't fucking mean you shouldn't try. <laughs> um <sighs> yeah, uh, this, this guy, this guy, this is fucking hilarious. This just illustrates, like, what fucking battle is going on inside the heads of these people to try to you know a make themselves the victim b you know try to make some kind of you know patriotic fight out of all this that mm-hmm. doesn't exist so once again conservatives getting mad at something they made up themselves and c just like the like the sheer embrace of ignorance uh, you know, like to, to prove something to nobody, like, I don't know who it is they're trying to impress, you know, themselves, their wives named Emily, each other. I don't, I don't know who it is they're, they're trying to fight this fight for, but this guy tweets out, I got my vaccine against my absolute morality. I couldn't afford to lose my job. Pray for me and my family. This was very hard. This was degrading <laughs> to the core an absolute abomination of my freedom of which I will never forget. So he got a lot of support on Twitter. People asking, you know, is he okay? Have we prayed hard enough for you? How are you doing? So a day later he responds, we're fine. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. (laughs) 
like, what did you think was going to happen? Oh, God. It's just an entire country of, like, seven-year-olds who are afraid to get the, 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 the sticky needle it. in their arm. I think like, they're just afraid of the, you know, like, when you're a little kid and you're afraid of, like, the needle itself poking you and hurting you for an instant. You know, and it's just like they never got over that fear. And now they've got to turn it into some fucking crusade. Right. They have to make it righteous. So they don't sound like the biggest bunch of bitches you've ever you know, heard of in your entire life. So like it's got to be. And then there's people who even are like not even anti-vaccine, but like they've latched on to these fucking conspiracy theories. Like this is a woman this, on Facebook. My cousin truly put her phone to her arm at the injection site and it was magnetic. I don't know if you're joking or not, but she really did. My cousin got her vaccination, was all for it after she did. She wanted to see if rumors were true, and she put her phone to her arm, and it was pulling it to her arm. My cousin thinks conspiracy theorists are dumb, and she doesn't believe them, so she would have no reason to act like it was magnetized. She didn't make a TikTok or, uh, to get attention or video shared on Facebook. It was just us who were there to witness it. Like, really? Really? So... You, you're literally like your phone is is being magnetized to your arm and all the people there are like you know, we shouldn't document that right hey you know a ghost walked across my uh, room but i i didn't you know i didn't video it or anything but i, I you trust know it, it only worked several times and we had multiple opportunities to you know get our phones out and you know record that shit but we just we didn't want the attention sorry we did by the way fa- famous magnet uh the, the cell phone in your pocket is of course obviously a magnet that you can use to pick up uh it's your it's your arm that's magnetized it's your, it's your phone it's metal that is is sticking to it. so i i reply i was i replied to her um i, I don't I have it in front of me but I, I was just like you know this is this is actually totally true same thing happened to me and, you know, it was just that, like every time that, you know, I tried to, to film it, the magnetization would erase the, the data. <laughs> and so there was no way for me to document it. Like you, it's, just, it's just me and my house plants. So you're going to have to trust us. <laughs> Foiled again. Well, you know, there's another real uh, serious side effect that we, we shouldn't make light of. Um, and, you know, we were lucky enough this week uh, that that Nicki Minaj took the time out of her very busy pop star life to to tweet uh this very real psa to her 23 million followers on twitter 23 um, million followers are gonna get wnba balls so <laughs> so this is what she tweeted the other day uh my cousin in trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent his testicles became swollen his friend was weeks away from getting married now the girl called off the wedding so just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. So, <sighs> listen, I, I, like, I, I think you... I think every good superstition should start with the words "my cousin in Trinidad" because. <laughs> if, Did if, you see if, the pri- the health minister of Trinidad and Tobago called a press conference to be like, "This is not true. I don't know why she said this. This is uh, we have no record of any." <laughs> Listen, you know, my witch doctor cut the head off a chicken and consulted the bones. And he said that uh, COVID causes elephantitis of the testicles. So there you go. I'm kind of surprised Marion Williamson, like the crystal healer that she is, hasn't hasn't been at like more of an (laughs) anti-vax. Like it feels like that's right in her fucking wheelhouse. You know, totally, totally. It's going to make your fucking balls swell up to the size of, of fucking orbs. 
orbs. Well, you know, floating, floating orbs, you know, they show up in the back of your photograph that you take. And there's like, we're making a light, but there is, there is a, we do have some corroboration to, to Nikki's claims. Uh, I do want to play this very important video that, that our friend Brent uh, had recorded. Look, I know you're all having your jokes and making fun of it, but this is a hundred percent true. I can vouch for this. I was Nikki Minaj's cousin's friend's best man. And it happened. I was there. It all started the night of the bachelor party. And, and of course we were out having a good time, drinking, doing nose drugs, hanging out with strippers, raw dog and all the kinds of stuff. And, and the next morning we wake up and he has what I, I can describe as two basketballs, WNBA. Th- Thank God they weren't NBA size, but two <laughs> basketball size balls in his underwear. And it's all because he had just gotten the vaccine. So in, unless you want his fiance to call it off with you two, I suggest you avoid the jab altogether. <laughs> so anyway, Eric, love you, man. Hope you're doing well and, and just keep taking the penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> The, the funniest part of that is a great is, touch. Is, to it, 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 well, no, the, I mean, the best part of that is, you know, unless you want Nicki Minaj's cousin to break it off with you, too, because her tweet totally implies like, uh, you know, if you have a negative reaction to covid that affects your genitals, then, you know, your fiance is going to break off your engagement. Right. But, like what? That's just right. like if that was even fucking true, like what a shallow piece of shit person would do that right. to their fucking future spouse. Right. Right, and, and it shows, it. and it shows how fucking vain and petty and what a piece of shit Nicki Minaj is that right. she would a believe that, and b endorse that as acceptable. That, it's also like, like got, if, it's got a string of like that kind of homophobia that like runs through a lot of the hip hop community, where like if you're impotent, you're not a real man, and like you should like right. no woman would want to, you know. It's it's all that bullshit that like ultra overly macho fucking. But really, I mean, if you think about it, like, hey, guess what? I got giant fucking balls. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> I can walk into this room. You can see my balls from across the right. fucking thing. Like, so now it just like, oh, his his fucking cock is engorged like never before. <laughs> I'm I'm dumping him. Like what? That's right. just, like the total opposite of what you would expect right whatever so now i mean and and what people have all pointed out and what brent was alluding to with his clever satire there is that it's it's first of all that's not a known side effect at all of the covid vaccine it's very likely that uh her her fiance cheated on her uh and got some kind of an std that that caused his balls to swell to you know uh, an abnormal size like we always do (laughs) right right that was his i like that but that was um i love he starts like it all started the night of the wedding like like, (laughs) (laughs) um but but yes no and then you know was too afraid to tell his his wife he probably went out and got the vaccine because his ball started swelling up he's like fuck i gotta explain this (laughs) how can i explain oh shit let me right so um if any of that was even remotely true and she's not just the biggest fucking idiot on the planet but you know yeah i mean she obviously is but uh it's still just 23 million people like someone is gonna see that and 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 take it seriously oh yeah they will they will because you know whatever um but it's just it's it's hilarious because like you realize how dumb people are now and like how much dumber they were back when things like uh cholera 
smallpox were wiping people out. And <laughs> right. even those people were like <clears throat> just praying every day for a fucking vaccine. Please, it's killing. It's killed eight of my eleven children. I need that vaccine. <laughs> Even those people were smart enough to recognize they needed something to stop all the deaths. And today, it's just like, nope, not not gonna have that happen to my testicles. Like, <laughs> like, oh god, people are god. so imagine imagine stupid. if tuberculosis came out now. Like if tuberculosis had dropped in twenty twenty one instead of you know seventeen ninety. Like how, how people would be fucking like. I'm not taking that anti-vampire vaccine. I don't give a shit if I get consumption or not. I'm gonna fuck like it's just this is this is the logical conclusion of of the idiot society that we've that we've you know groomed and and allowed to fucking fester. Oh, it's you know I mean, and I get part of that is just like you have the internet, right? And you can people get a lot of misinformation, but people are deliberately searching out misinformation they're not just like oh i happen to randomly you know find out that uh medicine for fucking intestinal worm is actually good for you know like no they they looked for it they had a they had a confirmation bias of you know not wanting to take a vaccine over stupid petty political reasons so they're they're searching out validation for that 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 is not being misled that is their deliberate willful ignorance in trying to be right about something rather than and i get it like right. you know, i i don't i don't think people should take vaccines for things that aren't life-threatening i think we've been over vaccinating this country for decades uh you know things that aren't life-threatening you shouldn't be getting vaccinated for because you want to have a stronger natural uh, immunity to those things right. right and when you vaccinate for things that aren't life-threatening you end up with a, a lower uh, tolerance, right? right. It's something called a behumoral response. Uh, but for anything that's life threatening, yeah, you you should you should get vaccinated for that. And this vaccine has had probably less side effects than any vaccine rollout in our history. It's it's been phenomenal. And I've heard, you know, a couple of people say, oh, you know, especially the J and J vaccine with uh, women. They said, oh yeah, I got the vaccine, and then. Like it totally fucked with my period. I like bled extra, you know. Um, right. But beyond that, well, and the, and the thing I is, the change, and and the reason you haven't, I think, largely is because unlike most traditional vaccines, the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine don't contain any of the uh, active virus. You know, they don't contain dead uh, virus uh, within it. it. It's it actually just tricks your body into producing antibodies without actually introducing i don't need my body being tricked by nobody screwed (laughs) up my dna with its rna right so uh, those mrna vaccines don't even have any like inactive virus cultures in them which is really and you know and it's technology that's been worked on for decades wait so you're telling me that we've just been taking a placebo this whole time (laughs) (laughs) right it's it's Um, it's just magnetization and just the bill gates george soros microchip without any actual see that it's been a hoax all along it's been a hoax all this time and and i really think that that's a reason why we haven't seen seen that many you know major issues like outside of you know anything you put in your body you're gonna there's gonna be some very small you know minuscule percentage that has an adverse reaction well you remember when i got it i i got that vaccine and you know that my entire arm within one inch of the injection site was sore for several days so (laughs) 
you know, don't tell me there's no side effects. <laughs> right. Right. No, I got I actually got my my flu shot uh, a couple days ago. And, you know, like for a good eight hours, my arm was a little tender if I uh, if I had touched my touch my hand to it, which, by the way, I they recommend even I couldn't even lift my remote control up to turn on the TV. But fortunately, <laughs> now that my body was magnetized, I didn't have to. Just turn that shit on. I can actually fucking use the HBO Max app now with my mind. Right. If the if the HBO Max app actually worked, you'd be it's able the to. The only way to make the HBO Max app work is to get the vaccine and move metal with your brain. Okay? It's the only fucking way. It's the way they designed it to work, and now it finally works. Thank you. I, I just don't, I, you know, and I don't want to spend all day pitching about the HUX app, but I don't understand how a company that has as many subscribers and as much money behind it as HBO cannot make a fucking app that just functions like Netflix, which has been around for over Listen, a if you want to pause your movie, you got to press a button three times, okay? You press it once to bring up the playhead, <laughs> and you press it again to access the timeline and then you press it a third time to stop the play hit okay it's not <laughs> rocket science if you want to pause it you oh, press the button three times god what a piece of shit i mean really just a piece of shit <laughs> can't wait till i'm done with it's, sopranos it's so i can fucking it's not have to use this app I, i'm just that. glad that like most of the things that are worth watching on hbo are already on hulu so i can just get them through the hulu app right like right now i'm, I'm re-watching the wire because um uh michael What's this, what's this guy just just died oh um wait who died oh oh michael k williams yeah, yeah, yeah. yes williams. so i'm like all right i gotta it's i've been waiting to rewatch the wire watched it all the way through Great reason a long time to, ago right? um but god it's so weird because there's there's fucking michael b jordan 15 years old and he's like he's not even <laughs> done growing yet like he's not even like a full like height adult cherubic face now. so weird he's not all fucking jacked up you know like right he didn't have shit out know, of. hundreds of little fucking bumps on his chest from whatever tattooing procedure did that uh you know it and he's he's 15 years old and he's like a major character on the show and, and i forgot like how good the show is out of the gate because I, I always kind of felt like the show was sort of like a more of a like a traditional proceed you know cop procedural thing and didn't really turn into art till like a little ways into it and that isn't true. I, I started rewatching this thing, and I'm I'm like most of the way through the first season already, and I, yeah, it's phenomenal. Almost everything I remember right. about the show is from the first season. Um, I was gonna say I think the first seasons, and I like all the other seasons. I still think the first season is the best season of that show. Like I think that they, I mean, fucking nailed it in the first season of that show. Y- you gotta like once they get Littlefinger in there, like th- that's that's my favorite part of the show. Honestly, <laughs> Martin O'Malley. Right? Yes, because he's so good at like playing a guy that thinks he's benevolent and is just as corrupted. Like everyone else is like, oh yeah, no, I'm totally corrupt. I don't give a shit. But he's right. the one that's like, no, 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 no. I'm 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 different. I'm gonna run against that system. I'm gonna be the guy that's not you know, and and of course he becomes just as corrupt as everybody. But right. I but I love that he plays it with that like a level of earnestness where you really do think here's here's a guy who's gonna be a mayor that's gonna do shit differently. He totally tricks you into thinking that like things are gonna change. Um you know, whereas, whereas his character Littlefinger on Game of Thrones, like he's just, you know, 
very he, obviously he, evil like right <laughs> he's just a fucking snake and you know it every moment like there's there's not like a, a like another layer of depth to that character he's to just the point where it's unbelievable when characters actually right. believe that he has good intentions at so any i, point I in love yeah and i didn't watch the wire until i'd already seen most of game of thrones i, mm-hmm. I believe um so yeah credit to his acting that you know you can you can he can do like just the nakedly obvious evil uh, but also can play a character that's just got like so many more layers to him where he's like really trying, like really, really trying to be, uh, you know, not a corrupt mayor, but everything around him is such that there's no possible way to avoid it. <laughs> I was I was thinking about that show yesterday because I was driving home and listening to my my like Apple music on shuffle and uh, body of American uh, body of an American came on, which is that great uh, Pogue song that they play. Uh, anytime they do like the cop funeral where they have like the cops on the uh the pool table in that in that like bar they all go to that's the song that they all play is like the uh, i guess like the celebratory you know send off or whatever it's not Um, the dropkick murphy song that they play at every (laughs) that's what they actually play at real cop funerals probably right right it's just like like the unofficial national anthem of anything that happens in new england at all right ever right (laughs) <laughs> right no the pogues are way too fucking artistic for for real cops to actually even enjoy their music i would imagine yeah. um but anyway so uh where were we ivermectin yeah we yeah, were we so, were actually still not even done with talking about 9-11 because i still have like okay, right 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 so um, <laughs> do you right so there's one other thing that we that was that was fucking great that uh we I guess it was posted on 9-11. It's probably why we didn't see it before the show. But um, someone had found, uh, you know, we talked a little bit on the 9-11 show about how the pop culture world lost its fucking mind in the wake of 9-11. You know, there were these list of band songs that, like, made no sense whatsoever. And, like, people weren't criticizing America. It was very gauche to say anything about America in a negative way, uh, regardless of how, you know, true it always was. Um and uh the comic world uh ever ever the reactionary you know let's make money on whatever's hot industry that it is uh put out a 9-11 comic uh in the wake of 9-11 and just this is some incredible shit so <clears throat> let me i'm gonna pull it up here and i'm just gonna read the uh narration because it's uh it's a 9-11 issue of Spider-Man, uh, and, and all the bad guys are pictured, all, all, all of the Marvel villains are pictured uh, in the rubble of, of the Twin Towers. Uh, we have... Uh, like standing on it, not like standing above it looking down. They're like, they're in ground Amongst zero. the rubble, right. Like, and in, in, in the panel, like, they're just standing there while firefighters all around them are like <laughs> sifting through the, the, the rubble you know, the concrete and millions of tons of metal. Like Magneto's there. Like, like, you know, no, it's like, Hey Magneto, can you fucking lend us a hand here? <laughs> like this could, you could maybe right. have, well, a, a, well you... clearly they're not helping because they're happy that the terrorists killed a bunch <laughs> of innocent civilians. Right. Well, you would think, right? but, but, but no. So I want to read, the, I want to read off the narration, but I just want to paint a picture of people in the shot, uh, in this panel, uh, Dr. Doom. I see juggernaut's shoulder in the background, Kingpin, Dr. Octopus and Magneto are all standing amongst the rubble uh, next to firefighters. And this is the omniscient narration that uh, is going on over these panels. Even though, uh, even those we thought uh, our enemies are here, because something surpass 
rivalries and borders uh because the story of humanity is written not in towers but in tears in the common coin of blood and bone in the voice that speaks within even the worst of us and says this is not right because even the worst of us how uh however scarred are still human still feel still mourn the random death of innocence and then the last uh frame is a a, a tear rolling out of dr doom's uh metallic uh mask two tears yeah yeah i i love that they let aaron sorkin you know write a a a fucking issue of spider-man for that one because it really just you know if (laughs) if anything (laughs) if anything brings us all together it's right superheroes grieving over 9-11 which which is just like hilarious because within the the universe of marvel comics all almost all of these people have committed ma- massive atrocities that have killed way more people than 9-11 killed and the only one who who, pro, who you know magneto probably would say uh was was right about everything he said and he was like the typical uh you know like left-wing uh person we were supposed to hate inexplicably because he did one like out of character thing even though everything else he was saying was right you know the killmonger character the 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 antifa people from the captain america show it's like oh everything they're saying is right but then we're just gonna have them do one out of character inexplicable thing so that you understand in our in our you know our fucking stories that are written for children that that these people are the villain even though everything they're saying is right like i just you know i i just wish that they had like had the the uh wherewithal to have thanos be there you know crying (laughs) over over both towers collapsing (laughs) instead of one tower collapsing because that would have been balanced as all things should be uh, one oh, tower good both. lord i just i just it's, it's just it's so it's so fucking dumb and and petty and they had to like i get that like you know it's not that you can't have current events happen within the world of comics and i understand that you know the medium of comics is a way to tell stories and people want to grieve and they want to you know inject their pathos into the story in ways but like don't undermine who the villains in the marvel universe are it's just just terrible writing because yeah it's it's just just silly and stupid and you know people were like well you know you could make the argument like kingpin would be mad because like he kind of views you know like he he loves his city it's like he really only loved he really only loved hell's kitchen which was you know nowhere near ground zero uh you know what? if you wanted to do a spy like a perfect way to do a spider-man issue of a 9-11 comic and again why you'd want to do this i don't know but if you really desired it you do an you do an issue with no villains whatsoever and it's just spider-man is like you know uh, fucking around on a rooftop you know uh like tossing a ball back and forth and all of a sudden he sees like one of the towers gets struck in the background and he panics and like swings over there and by the time he gets over you know the two towers have collapsed you can make the whole issue him literally just rescuing people out of the rubble like that's the that would be so much more like moving you could do a lot more yeah i I feel like that's i mean you shouldn't shouldn't do it at all because it's bad taste but if you're gonna do a 9-11 issue don't make fucking dr doom stand there crying over three thousand people dying when he's killed hundreds of thousands within the context of Marvel oh, comic, like it's just you know. it's just asinine. Like, well, but I mean, you know, and I also, I you know, remember or at least people remarking on how there was there was issues where people like you know on the street confronted Spider Man were like, why didn't you stop the planes from the you know? And it's like, 
it's just it's like okay so now all the superheroes have to have a fucking guilt complex about why they didn't stop a real life thing from happening when this is also spider-man can't stop a fucking airplane like you know maybe superman can stop an airplane spider-man is not Listen, able to stop a fucking commercial airliner going if homelander can't save a fucking doomed airplane nobody right, can all right? right and he had to confront that shit right up close with the people on the plane was like still like couldn't do a fucking thing he about could have it. fucking done a lot more than he did to be fair i mean he was just he like could blow up the plane but he can't save the plane that's right. what his powers are like you can't <laughs> you know you fly each person individually off the plane back and forth no you don't have time for that um but yeah, it's it's just it's silly, it's stupid. It's just it's like uh, how do we how do we <laughs> make sure that like the the bad comic book writing around nine eleven never happens again? Right. It's <laughs> just such a damn. Yeah, yeah. facts were fine. I just don't want to see like the the cringy fucking reactions. <laughs> right. From... The worst thing to come out of September of two thousand one <laughs> was the the Spider Man issue. <laughs> and the second worst, the, the second worst was the commemorative football logos made for the games oh. played last Saturday. <laughs> oh, good lord. I, I thought this was fake until I fucking looked it up and no. I, it I can't believe that was real, but it, this, it really this was. Logo. Somebody made a, a, a special logo for the ISU versus Iowa game this last Saturday, and it says 2021. So it's not even like 2001, never forget. It's like 2021, ISU versus Iowa. And then there's like the two helmets are, you know, uh, or they're facing each other, you know, like they're about to fucking mm-hmm. like smash their fucking helmets into each other and explode. And then like behind it, there's the Twin Towers inexplicably like they're back (laughs) the towers are back baby and then behind the towers is what i'm assuming is something like a you know two to three thousand foot tall american flag because it's behind the towers (laughs) but it's Uh, bigger than the as big as it's bigger than it's like the towers you can't even fit the whole flag in the picture it's like the flag would be almost a mile long if you measured it out and it's waving behind the thing. So it's it's just like, never forget as the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones face off in what's sure to be explosive gridiron action. I'll never, <laughs> you know, I'll never forget that day that Al-Qaeda flew uh, planes into the uh, the buildings of downtown uh, Des Moines. Like, obviously, that's <laughs> when I think when I think of 9-11, I think of Iowa and Iowa State. That's that's definitely who I think. I just of. like what is what is the logo saying? The, what is like we're commemorating this day? thousands of people died by right. having two college fucking cornfield football teams fight each other like what what is the connection there what possibly could be the thing that in your it's, mind it's just made right that wing virtue scene? signaling it's it's I, that's all any of this shit is it's just any time any, like because they, they don't they don't they're not deep thinkers like right wingers they just they, this is all virtue signaling of patriotism to their base like none of this means anything to them it's just it's fucking yeah just absolute idiots but um yeah so so hopefully that shit never happens again the the, the cringy uh the spider-man 9-11 stories and then also you well, know the terrorist we also stuff. have to make sure that uh one six never happens again because <laughs> as pam keith esquire reminded us pam keith from florida who is the executive director of fight for florida number four florida's future 2020 democratic congress nominee ex-navy jag officer litigator and expert on workplace law uh bc law grad aka she her tweeted out on 1 6 2021 9 11 2001 ceased being the worst thing 
that happened to America in my lifetime. It's really weird and painful to process and say that, but it's the truth. And quite frankly, it's not even close. I I just the, the, the I mean that that has got to be the most fucking liberal brainworms you've ever encountered in your entire like like what the fuck a would inspire you to think that B would inspire you to share that with the world as if that was going to be some kind of a revelatory tweet that people share. Then, you know, there, there, there are certainly some fucking people who Donald Trump had traumatized so much in his four years in office that actually would share that sentiment. But like, what a fucking idiot. By the way, when you were reading off her bio, it sounded like you said Navy Jagoff for a second because it was a former Navy Jag officer. Um, but, but, but ex Navy yeah, Jagoff is a more uh, on ABC about the guy who was just like a Navy lawyer, right? And like occasionally they had to like throw in some airwolf, you know, airplane fighter scenes for no reason at all. Right. Uh, yeah, right, Jagoff. Um, so you freaking <laughs> Jag officer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a fucking idiot! Just, just, just that—that that is like peak liberal bullshit. But you know. I expect no less. You know, speaking of liberal bullshit, though, real quick, we should briefly talk about this, the the, the dress gate from from last from Monday night uh, of this oh, week. This is this is blowing the doors off of Parker Gate. That's for sure. <laughs> right. So I and again, I, you know, we, I, we this is this was very hot discourse for about six hours yesterday on Twitter. And I already see that it's almost completely oh, faded. No, it, this was trend. Tax the rich was trending for 24 hours because of this. So right, because people were t- tweeting. All right. So basically for people that don't know, and if you're listening to this, where the fuck have you been? Um, AOC attended the, the, um, the Met Gala, which is this uh, fundraiser for the Met uh, where a bunch of rich elites, show up and pay $35,000 a pop to uh, attend this gala and wear just, you know, the typical shit you see rich assholes wearing on any kind of a red carpet, just absurd, you know, you know, frilly fucking dresses and fur and fucking, you know, uh, uh, tactical vests that say peg the patriarchy on them and things of that nature, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which which, by the way is is just real, real great messaging, you know, forcibly rape the patriarchy. That's a great, great message to send to people. That's not at all, uh, you know, Because I'm sure, I'm assuming that's meant in a negative way because the 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 per, the per, the uh, what's her face Karen Delavy whatever the fuck her name is that wore that I'm sure is opposed to the patriarchy so she would want to peg the patriarchy as a way of punishing them but then that's also then you know demeaning a consensual act between two people and acting as if it's something that's non-consensual so that vesture really just said rape the patriarchy which is a great thing to promote. Um, apparently for for Cara Delevingne or whatever the fuck her name was but in general um, i mean it's it's just kind of bougie swanky vain fashion world glitz kind of kind of a thing right um, so but it is a place for people to kind of get their message out if they have a message which you know usually those kind of messages are are like as you explain clunky <laughs> right very 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 cluttered and and mixed and uh not at all concise but right yeah so uh our our, our esteemed congresswoman aoc uh attended the event um as an invited guest they they i guess often invite politicians who don't have to pay for tickets which in and of itself is kind of a weird like muddled like ethics question of like is it 
uh, cool for a congressperson to accept a thirty thousand dollar ticket for free. it. Whatever. I, again, I th- that's it's not you as know. though the value of that is anything more than just the no, arbitrary price they put on it. Right. right? Of course. And, of and this, course, is, this but, is part of my critique of the, some of the criticism. It's it's like it's not as though the the people who want to go there, the people who are actual rich celebrities. It's not as though that's a lot of money, and it's not as, as though like that money is being taken away from anyone else. Directly. No, I, I don't. I don't give a shit about the money aspect of it. Right. I just like and everyone it, it else goes to a charity, right? Uh, yeah, me, who knows? I mean, I, I don't trust. Not I, I, don't trust charity, I was gonna say I don't trust yeah. any fucking charity run by rich. You know, it's all fucking front for their fucking graft and whatever. But regardless, sure. you know, on the surface, it's not like the club baby seals foundation or something like that you know it's not <laughs> it's not a very obvious like horrible foundation um but so yeah aoc attended i uh, was invited i guess uh and wore uh, a white dress with uh tax the rich written on the back in like like faux like paint or like spray paint kind of font um and you know i, I like there's a lot of things like this which you know are very much Rorschach tests for everyone on the left. Uh, and I think a lot of your opinions on these things are kind of based on where you stand on, on, you know, the person before you see these things. So I saw it and I was like, all right, I got to really just try to not read anything about like, what is my immediate reaction to this? Like, cause I don't want to have like, Oh, well this person I agree with said this about it. And this person I disagree with said this about it. I don't want to have that baggage of it, right? So the first, my immediate thought upon seeing it was like, oh, that's kind of cringe. Like that was my first, you know, when I first saw the picture. Uh, and then, of course, I do- dove into the discourse and I see that other people kind of, for the most part, have said the same thing. Um, but so, you know, ultimately, I don't really give a shit that she attended the Met Gala. Like I wouldn't be fucking caught dead at this thing. And like, you know, like I was saying, you know, for all of Bernie's flaws, uh he couldn't he wouldn't be caught dead at one of these fucking things like he would be like what what, what are you fucking kidding me i'm gonna go to this fucking swanky thing with these a bunch of these fucking right. elites who ate well, my bernie, guts bernie couldn't believe that you could charge a thousand dollars for a pair of fucking nikes he was like, <laughs> oh what? god that was so good that's such a good clip but of course it's like that's they're not they're not really worth a thousand dollars it's just that like well, they're worth whatever right you're and able they to arbitrarily sell assigned a value that it doesn't actually have no, nothing is actually worth it's all right fucking arb, you know but, so yeah so it, but that's i mean that's kind of like the like the 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 art world you know where the value of art isn't you know the, the it's absurd right time or labor to put into it. it's it's whatever inflationary value it can be sold to a rich person for right. it but that, that doesn't mean that there's not still people that work in the textile industry making those dresses and garments and everything like somebody said well the the the, the dress she wore isn't going to be able isn't going to feed anybody nobody can eat the dress it's like, yeah, nobody can eat the fucking clothes you wear either. That's insane. Like, yes, the the people who, you know, made that dress and that garment, though, they're going to eat because that dress paid for them to eat. That's how so, right. income works. That's how transactions work. It's so like my, all the people that, it's like all the people that say that, like, oh, we're wasting so much money on NASA when we should be, de-, you know, it's like, OK, the, the money we spend on NASA it's not like we took a bunch of bags of money and, and flew them to Mars. The money was spent here on Earth in the aerospace industry and on scientists' salaries, right, so that they can have a family and they right. can put food on the table. So, so I mean, that, that, that whole thing just did not track to me at all. 
well, okay. So my my two issues with it, uh, I don't know, two my my issues with it. Let's say, um, number one, tax the rich as a slogan to me feels like reform the police. Like it's not nearly adequate enough. It's not. It, it feels like liberal bullshit to me. Like it tax the rich. Number one, like obviously we all agree that the rich don't pay nearly enough in taxes. But I mean, I don't think you could pull a person in America that would say that they're happy with how our taxes are fucking spent like the art, you know, our tax money goes primarily to bullshit. We don't agree with and bullshit. We don't want, uh, you know, like, like drone bombing fucking aid workers in, in Afghanistan. Like that's what our tax money actually goes towards. So it's, it's again, you know, the, like, if you really wanted to be a revolutionary, make a revolutionary statement, you'd wear a dress that says eat the rich, but that would get her in fucking heat with mama bear. If she wore a dress that said, eat the rich to a fucking sure. gala, you know? Well, but, I mean, honestly, honestly, like no matter what she said, people are going to be mad. Well, she right? shouldn't have gone. Like it's a bad optic. You know, you have a thing okay. outside the, you know, the optics, fuck optics. I mean, I'm so tired of, of it, 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 dude, oh, it, 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 it looks, looks like she, she, whatever she, she could have, well, like, you, you right. even said she could have said nothing. And it would have been better than saying something. Well, I disagree with that. If you have a platform which she knows she has, then she can use that platform. And she did. And, you know, oh, did she didn't, you know, her message wasn't strident enough. You know, people are like, well, rich people won't care what she like. So, so what? So what if somebody she, thinks about it, considers it? So what if they don't? That's not the point. She just comes you know? across as a fucking airhead. Like I have I, I have some I have a I clip disagree. of her. And, and, I, I feel like what she her intention was was valid you know like so I, it wasn't it wasn't the strongest message possible okay so next time you go to the met gala you can say whatever you want right? i wouldn't be invited to the met gala because i'm not a sure. fucking fame seeking you know congress there you go so so then why criticize but, what, but why did? go but why go like what is the what is the benefit to, to advancing your cause because if you can get into a room and say things to rich people that wouldn't have otherwise heard them you do it all right, so right. I want to I want to play Gore a clip Vidal, of her. Gore Vidal famously said, "Never miss an opportunity to have sex or appear on television," and there's right. a reason so, for those things. Okay, well, <laughs> right. I want to. I just want to play a clip Diego of her Rivera in her never, own words. Never fucking rubbed elbows with rich people. Fucking Diego Rivera, communist artist. Uh, you know, he every chance he got to hang out with the rich people, he would because he knew he could get money for them for the arts. The fucking Rockefellers were his best friends. <laughs> Right, right, but that doesn't mean go to their event and participate and have your your the train of your dress carried by some fucking minimum wage grunt wearing a mat. Like it just everything about it looked really fucking elitist, and it's not even to us that it, it just. I, I want to play a clip of her when she was interviewed on the red carpet or whatever, and, and just see if you can sure. even understand this muddled fucking message she was trying to get across. I think it's um, I think it's incredibly important because when we talk about supporting working families. So she was saying, at, for people that couldn't hear, uh, you know, oftentimes the conversation about having a fair tax code is is happening among working and 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 uh, middle income people, and we, and we need to bring all people into the conversation about taxes. So it, it, again, yeah, it doesn't about it. You no, know, it, no, that's fucking asinine. That's idiotic. You want you want to bring. Uh, the people who are writing the tax code right now into the conversation you're at, the people who 
are writing the tax code right now already have the only fucking voice in the conversation. Now, if she said it in the reverse, it would have made sense. But it just it just came across. No, as she, a she's nicely saying muddled these are the message. people that need to hear this message. Right. Rather that's, than just being, you know, I, I think that's what like, she meant. These that's are the motherfuckers that need to hear what my address says. She's trying to be diplomatic about it. But so when I used to run political campaigns, I always wanted to get my candidates who were mostly socialists into the rooms with wealthy liberals so that they could actually hear the kind of shit that we were saying that we knew that they never actually heard. Right. And they would, of course, recognize who we were immediately or at least what we were trying to say. And they would immediately try to, you know, bend down and say, oh, but, you know, I, I pay my employees twelve dollars an hour and we would say that's nowhere close to a living wage in a city where you can't rent a studio apartment for less than twelve hundred dollars a month and they were like i i don't know is that a lot or a little i don't know how much money that is i mean banana ten dollars i couldn't tell you you know so there is value in getting into those rooms now of course people i'm sure looked at that and like oh aoc is just just wants to be rubbing elbows with the rich people right and maybe, i just well, maybe. Are, but, but if, like the, if I that's all I she wanted why would she wear a dress that said anything at all because it brought her a ton of fucking attention like it brought sure. her way more attention and and i i would argue and i think a lot of people on the left would argue not the good attention not like i don't think that anyone who agreed with that sentiment was gonna was get i don't think anyone who disagreed with that why? sentiment would be swayed by her if wearing a fucking dress that we should that said tax, tax the rich. rich if you agree with the message tax the rich and the people that need to be taxed are the rich people in those in that room at that event then what's wrong like what 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 really do you disagree with it, it i don't disagree with it it just serves no purpose and the person oh, it uh, does just- though it does though because it creates a spectacle and it gets people talking about it and it's trending on twitter it's not performative. It gets if millions talk of about people her, react to not it, about it. Then it is substantive. No, of course I, they're, I, talk, I they're talking about. I, they're not talking about her. AOC wasn't trending. It was tax the rich trending. Yeah, because of the dress. Like people were tweeting about the dress. Yes, like people weren't tweeting exactly. About- so it worked. You're admitting it worked. So, no, it literally didn't. How is that going to do anything to affect did. policy? Because wanted, no, no, they no, have okay, a bill right, right, right now, just- a three point five trillion dollar. Uh, infrastructure bill and they want to get this reconciliation bill done after it right, right so it's not, not happen, just an empty sentiment it's an actual policy legislation thing that they're trying to push through right now I so it directly re- connects to policy it's not an empty slogan if it's being said by the somebody who's advocating for actual legislation to do that very thing that she had printed on her dress all right. I want to read also out from AOC's Instagram because she was, you know, got criticism for this. Some of the other kind of uh, explain whatever verbiage that she said around this this whole event. Uh, and this is this is like a caption under the one of the pictures she posted the dress. The medium is the message. Proud to work with at Aurora James as a sustainably focused black woman immigrant designer who went from starting her dream i guess this is a company name at a flea market in brooklyn to winning the at cfda against all odds and then work together to kick open doors at the met the time is now for child care health care and climate action for all tax the rich so aurora james is a multimillionaire who is dating a venture capitalist who is worth over a hundred million dollars and by the way the country that she immigrated from canada 
not fucking not a like it, i would it, argue it just, that uh being from toronto you're technically not canada even so <laughs> it's just it's just you know again this is all like a liberal buzzword she's using fucking identity politics to hide behind the fact that this was <clears throat> something that she did for attention uh you know and we could argue about what the attention brought but i i just think that she needs to justify to herself why she had to make herself the center of the attention uh, and whether or not it was at all effective. She already is the center of attention. She knows that. That's the whole point. When you have a platform, use it for something. And she knows that. Use it for something oh, uh, good. Why don't you go to this event? What's not good about taxing the rich? <laughs> that's not the fucking point. I mean, you're twist, dude. You're twisting said, my way. You know that's not the fucking ice. point. She could she have said, said abolish ice. She could have said eat the rich. rich. She people. should have said defund the police. She could have said any fucking actual, like, not fucking toothless thing that Nancy Pelosi would say. Nancy Pelosi would say tax the rich and not fucking. Nancy Pelosi it. doesn't actually believe that though. She doesn't yeah. want to tax the rich. Yeah, I know, but it's a toothless. Fu- it, again, I it, I really think it's like reform the police. It's a toothless fucking um, sentiment. It's it's really and and you know she could have gone to this event and and uh, gate crashed it with all of the people w- right outside who were arrested protesting, uh, for, uh, what was the fire, the mall rally, uh, black lives matter group protesting police funding, increasing during a fucking global pandemic. They were right, right. outside the Met. And, you know, obviously they were there to use the Did press she gather. Know that they were there. I, I, you, they were, they had fucking megaphones right outside the red carpet. I, I right, imagine like, she I've would... gone, I've tried to go to protests where I couldn't even find the protest and I knew the address of the protest. So it's New York city. Like, right. But so, could, okay. But she could, could be I, on like... the other fucking side of the building. It could be two blocks away. Like you don't know exactly where it is. She may not have known about it. She it may have been a thing. Remember when they were trying to do all the Medicare for all rallies and they were like, AOC won't come to our rally because she was already doing a rally with Nina Turner that they had planned months prior. Like sometimes right. you just can't so, be everywhere. Yeah, okay. I, I that just, doesn't discount sh- the protest. It doesn't mean the protesters shouldn't have been there. Or they were wrong. It's just you know, but it doesn't mean that you have to be you know as an elected congresswoman on the front lines of every single fight everywhere I just don't think you at should, all times. As an elected congressperson claiming to represent the working class interests rubbing elbows with the richest fucking elites who are literally that is like literally the, the, the people who go to the met gala by and large are the problem like they're the problem like they're the people who are i fucking, agree you know, i agree and i think this, that she this, agrees with that too and that's the reason why you go there with that message because those are the people who need to hear it and see it and are you going to change all their minds overnight with one dress no she knows that she's not gonna change any of their minds. They're fucking capitalists. Like she knows, <laughs> either she knows that or she's an idiot. Like she, she so just wanted to feel glamorous. She wanted to go there and never wear go this. to a party with rich people and talk to them about the interests of the working class. I, I think you, you shouldn't go a to a fucking Met Gala, which is like the height of of rich fucking excess and like gross celebrity culture and like. I think that's exactly why you're wearing a fucking. That is exactly why you want to go there and talk to those people. And if you don't change any minds, at least you confront them with stuff that they're not used to being confronted with. Well, I I have another clip of her from the red carpet. Um, Sure. And I, I I actually don't even remember what this says. All I wrote was fourth wall. So (laughs) we'll see what this was about, and then we'll talk about it. (laughs) It's Deadpool, right? Right. When Aurora and I were first kind of partnered, uh, we really started having a conversation about what it means to be working class women of color at the Met. And we said, you know, we can't just play along, but we need to break the fourth wall and challenge some of the institutions. And, and you know, while the Met is known for its, its spectacle, we should have a conversation about it. 
okay so I, now i remember I, I i added that clip because she doesn't know what the fourth wall means i think she what she meant to say is break the glass ceiling because breaking the fourth wall is when you break out of a like when you're in a movie or something and you talk to the audience well um, i mean it's but it's, again it would oh, I, get, I don't care like you can hear that she's nervous like she is not perfect and you could we've heard her trip up over things before like when pbs uh, you know, try to have a gotcha moment about Palestine, where she referred to Occupy Palestine. Where she like, said the right thing and mean? then walked it back. Right, but you you know that when she's out of her element a little bit, she gets nervous and she doesn't always say the perfect thing. That's okay. She's thirty so, years old. Right. No, right? that's not that's not her fault. I again, but I you know just she 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 says me and Aurora working class women. I'm not saying she's not working class or wasn't working class. This woman, Aurora James, is worth millions of dollars. Is is well, a, now, but that you know is, that's is dating somebody who is worth a hundred million dollars in one of the grossest fucking the finance Ugh. industry. Yeah, yeah. like it's it, yeah. it just it, it's just so disingenuous. It's typical. It, it just comes across as such liberal I, bullshit, like sure, identity politics. Like it's just everything about this felt gross and like like poor, again poor optics. Like it's just it just feels like a real miss, and I don't. You know, and again, yeah. I didn't even. Well, I watched it. it. I watched it, or I, you know, I saw that, and I was right. like, "Oh, that's pretty cool," and that's all I thought about it. And right. then watching everyone else have an absolute fucking meltdown over it made me like it lots more because of how many people it pissed off. And it, it wasn't did, it even piss people off on the, the right. right. People. Nobody even cared on the fucking right or and. The, oh, and they the, did. They the, did. Like, Trust they, me. They they, they care they only in that, that like too. they always hate her. Like they don't. They don't give a fuck. They know this is toothless. You know who was tweeting about it more than anyone? I, I little, saw more leftists little, tweeting little about fucking, it. Little fucking little fucking Jewish guy. Oh, Shapiro, uh, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Yeah, he got that's, in there that's immediately. That's because he's got an AOC fetish. I mean, he that's... has such. Oh, it was hilarious though because he's like, "Why aren't you? Why aren't you interviewing her about how much the dress costs?" It's like, because for one, the dress doesn't cost anything. It's no, it was given free. Her it's or free. All of the all of the the clothes they wear are donated to the person to wear for one day, and then they have to give it back. Right and right. and whatever value it has, makes millions off of you know whatever. But like that's a whole. That's just the way the whole ecosystem of sure. carpets and that shitty world works. But um. But the point is, if there's going to be a spectacle, why not make it a spectacle that says what you want instead of just it being purely a spectacle of whatever fucking. I, I just would have had a lot more respect that rich people think. You know, I, I just would have had a lot more respect if, A, the message had a- actual teeth to it, and B, like, she didn't participate in the whole, like, if she had gone there in, like, jeans and a sweatshirt that said, tax the rich, or, you know, something even better, like, eat the rich, I would have been like, oh, that's really fucking ballsy. Like, th- th- to me, like, participating in the whole red carpet spectacle and, like, the happily dress was posing for and photos. She didn't dress and, like, like a working class person? Really? I, it, it, no, because it, it just like, felt like... Like, you can't fucking wear a like nice dress. An excuse like, you gotta to be... Participate it, that, and that, she, whole, that whole thing just feels like, oh, you're a socialist, but you have an iPhone? That's not the same, Oh, dude, Bernie Sanders has an apartment and a log cabin and a... Like, oh, he has Watching a... Her Bernie's got a $700 parka that he didn't even pay for? Dude, that's watching the, her in those clips like it just felt very evident to me that she really wanted to participate in this glitzy spectacle with all these celebrities and she needed an excuse to do it and not lose all of her left you know credentials whatever she has left of that so let her go to a party who gives a shit she did something with it she went there and said something with it it. but that's it's fine i mean i I think we'll have to agree the scene from trumbo the scene from trumbo with uh, brian cranston louis ck where he's like you know 
you talk like a communist, but you live like a rich guy. <laughs> Remember that scene? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, vaguely, I haven't seen that movie since it came out, but I, oh, I do. I do. It's, I, so I, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. I remember it being great. Uh, so should, I want to read a little bit from a, from a piece here, and this isn't really about the politics of what she was trying to say, but it just kind of illustrates like how anytime a woman wears any article of clothing, every person in the world thinks it's the right to criticize whatever she did or said or the way she conducts herself. So just just a little bit about about that, and I, I agree with some of this. In other parts, I don't, but it just shares a sentiment um, that I hadn't seen shared other places. So I don't actually have the author's name up in front of me. I apologize for that. But uh, she wrote, one has to wonder how the other guests reacted to Miss Ocasio-Cortez's look. When the, wa- uh, when the walks up the red carpet ended, the doors closed and the oh-so-exclusive party began. As she bumped elbows with the upper echelons of the rich and famous, did they want to spend time making small talk with someone broadcasting such an obvious policy statement and one that some would argue was aimed at them. Like her or not, the congresswoman went to the right source, challenging the very people she wants to fund childcare, healthcare, and climate action for all, uh, climate action for all at an event that is supposed to be their playground. As Cesar A. Cruz said, art should com- uh, comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. In sharing her love of beauty and style, AOC embodies one of her core messages. Femininity has power. Rather than holding her expression of femininity back in public and professional settings, she has fully embraced uh, she has fully embraced it and used it as a tool for communication, connection, and policymaking. Her style is a visible sign of her power and influence as a woman, and she is not afraid of that. Whether you personally believe the answer to our problems is to tax the rich or not is not the is not the question when so many of the loudest critiques do not engage with the idea at all, but instead engage with her character, her beauty, the culture, and the qualifications of a woman wearing that message on her body. As Miss Ocasio Cortez wrote on Instagram this morning, the medium is the message. And in this case, the medium is the woman as much as it is the dress. I mean, that's a fair general critique. I don't think that really applies in this. I mean, I I think you could, I think there are certainly people who fall into that category. I think the vast majority of the left could give a shit what she wears. It was, they just, you know, rightfully thought that the, uh, that it was too, like, it just felt toothless. Like, I, I, you know, I I just, I think I I said what I wanted to say on it, but I think it just felt toothless sure. and like you know whatever but so either she should have had a dress that said something she should have gone more she provocative gone. she should not have gone that or is my, she should have done nothing i think most people on the left would agree options. that she should not have gone <laughs> because it's a horrible gross fucking spectacle that you know celebrates I mean, the worst people in this country in the at the height of a global pandemic where a bunch of I don't people know that it really celebrates them it's it's it is dude, a private it's, event it, it's gr- it's a gr- no it's a fucking media spectacle dude come on it's a, yes they, it's a they, media they spectacle th- but it's by invite only that makes it a private event right <laughs> it's mean, a private event that they go sure. and they they all the the rich people you know pose in their ten thousand dollar dresses for the plebes to go Ooh, i wish i can afford that maybe one day like it's just a yeah. gross I, I, I'm, I'm grossed out by all I must not carpets, care about fashion enough to care what rich people wear and if they want to wear whatever they do I don't, I don't either but I don't give a shit gr- but when I see like something like that I see somebody go there and you know do something that's even mildly disruptive or provocative I'm like great wait you know way to use your platform to at least say something I would right? agree. I mean, I would there was, agree a, with there that was a bunch of other elected representatives who were invited that went there there was a right, bunch of other right. elected representatives who went there Elliot Page was there 
No one had a problem with that. Elliot Page, trans he, activist. He, he, he wasn't trying to make himself activist. the center of attention. Like he wasn't. I, I Neither just, was she. She was using I the attention she knows she already gets to say something that we all need to hear, especially those rich fuckers. But right? also, by the way, elected officials shouldn't be like Carolyn Maloney went to this thing, who famously people would know as the the uh, New York representative who wore a full uh, covering face covering burqa in Congress to advocate for bombing of Afghan the bombing of <laughs> Afghanistan the week after. I'm not familiar with hers, but that's that's definitely provocative. You, you've in, probably uh, seen the, the picture <laughs> of the picture of her in the beekeeper suit in in the House oh. chambers in in uh, in 2001. But yeah. I mean, like that. No, it's just I don't remember that. I don't remember it, that. It, but it's, uh, traditionally, yeah, that, it's been used to peddle influence with New York politicians. Is why they're invited for free sure. to this gala. So I, I just participating in general is gross. And that, like, the my first again, like my first thought was like, oh, that's kind of cringe. My second thought before I had read anything was like, oh, Bernie wouldn't be caught dead at something like this. And not saying that yeah, everyone has to do exactly what Bernie has to do, but like I, the instinct to not I be caught it. dead at a thing like this, I think, was the right instinct. Like it's just. It's a gross to me. It's a gross thing, but you know, I don't think it warrants anything further than just you know a day or two's discourse. Like, hopefully, this is not going to be clearly. Fun. It was vastly more polarizing than it should have been, and that's what I'm interested in. Is like, why do people think that you shouldn't? You know, if like if you're poor or you're a socialist, like why shouldn't you go to a thing like that if you get invited and? use it as an opportunity to bring attention to something yeah i don't know agree <laughs> we'll just I, have I to mean, agree to disagree we'll have to agree to disagree but that's that's fine i mean that's not you know that's that's what makes america great is that we can agree to disagree <laughs> i don't know Stupid i just shit. think people people put way too much stock in her like she's like literally they they look at aoc and they see spider-man and they're like spider-man why didn't you stop the planes from hitting the twin towers and it's like god he sucks spider-man we won't i've been, totally fight, I've been very critical of aoc i've been critical of her when i think she has been disingenuous uh you know like when I she think said that also factors in is the people thing yeah um wasn't viable now i think that it's true that it wasn't viable but her reasons for why she thought it wasn't a viable strategy were disingenuous and that's right. what i really you know and if she, she later if, used if that she exact argument said, right and she's used the argument for why force the vote and does have value. Why in it's other important cases. to force a vote, even if it's not going to, you know, she's used that. Sure. So I'm, but, I'm not some AOC lover who's no, just like, oh, she can do no wrong. I, I'm I, more than happy to admit when she does. I just don't think there was anything wrong with this. And I think, <laughs> I think a lot of it's baggage of of what we, what people, you know, me included, th- think of her intentionality. But I think that's also fair. I think you, you, it's fair to like if if Joe Biden does something good, it's it's also I think fair to say like oh, well, why is he doing this? And use past examples as why, you know, like I think it's totally fair to bring a politician's past deeds and intentionality into a conversation about a <laughs> current right. deed. I just There's also know. another phenomenon. There's also another phenomenon, and I've experienced this where, you know, I've been uh, a part of or organizer or just documentarian of, you know, just say a street march, just a protest, took the streets, marched, did whatever. And the energy and the attitudes of everyone who participated was phenomenal and everyone felt like they'd done something good and everyone had a great time made some new comrades and then we all go home and see everyone who didn't come is online telling us what a waste of time it was and why they didn't come and all we did was just piss people off and all you know it was just like all these armchair quarterbacks that 
didn't weren't part of any of it and then told us how everything we did wasn't the right way to have done it right and and the left is so fucking guilty of that shit of just tearing people apart because they did something at all because but it wasn't it wasn't exactly the way i would have done it right i just don't think this is on par with what what you guys were doing like this is not on par with a direct act like you know it's whatever i just of course not it's I not, think people are just, it wasn't like you know, a huge fucking revolutionary thing she did, but it was something, right? Like, you, you, oh, she should have gone outside with a protest. Well, the protest wasn't even about the Met. It was about the cops. So I would, you know. I, I think, like it, right. I think a lot it, of people just, were just it, mad it, that. It's, it's looking for something to criticize when there's really nothing there. But like I, a real, but, but a real it. activist wouldn't would want to. She's just, not a real activist. She's an elected I, fucking congresswoman. She's well, not she, required she rent, to be on the front ran, lines of every uh, fucking yeah, battle she, with the she cops. Fucking wears the fucking the 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 cosplay of an activist, and she used that to get elected. And I would I, I don't want to. She we went spent, door to door and talked to tens of thousands of people to get elected. You can't do that unless you have some activist and organizing. No, she was a very good organizer. She was a very good campaigner. Sure. She did a great, ran but a great campaign. Lie. I mean, she she was she was uh she worked for uh, Ted Kennedy, right? Yeah, I mean she, that that was the thing. Is a lot of people like you know, and there were people like, oh, she's CIA. Like, I think it's just much more likely she was just a lifelong Democrat who you know did the right things to get into the upper echelons of the democratic institutions she, like working on sure. as an intern on the hill and going on these weird questionable about joe crowley to fucking... joe crowley was on his way to becoming speaker of the house he was no, like the look, fourth highest guy she's certainly better than joe crowley but um yeah i but she, i ultimately she didn't, like, she didn't join the dsa until she insider she didn't join the dsa until she was running for congress like it's just and again i don't think the dsa is a good organization anymore but that's a whole other ball away. I just think that there are people who question her integrity when it comes to actually supporting leftist causes, and I think sure. that she's given people decent reason to question it. Not saying that she definitely is it. against, you know, but I question it again. Every, so that's why, and I think I people her, just I'm, bring I'm that. Like, is is that is that right? You know, is this to she... advance your personal brand or is this to actually get a policy done? So I think that that's fair game for. That's people one and the same. When you when you have a a an air of celebrity about you as a elected representative you know are you a politician or are you representative of the people like well, it's it's kind of one of the same right and she's going to get reelected. she's probably going to seek higher office that's i mean bernie did that bernie started out as a mayor now he's a u.s senator so right. is bernie is bernie a careerist because he was elected to now a higher political office um, yeah but but i mean but, like he's, but i mean he, it's he, a you could want to be you could want to seek higher office but still want to it, it, the question is like the intentionality, which I don't think we could really ever know is like, do you actually care about these things or do you only care about advancing your career? And you know that this is the best path to it is to carve out this lane, which not many people in Congress have carved out, which is I support these quote unquote radical causes, you know, which are radical to the American political mainstream, but not at all, you know, actually radical um, is to carve out yourself a path that way versus I actually want to get these things done and i'm going to do everything i actually can do in my capacity to pressure people above me to do these things like that's the question and i think you know the one piece of evidence people would point to as her not being willing to do that is not trying to force a vote on anything forget medicare for all just you know use the power you have as a voting block to halt any kind of legislation from going forward without garnering a concession 
at the expense of, oh, well, I didn't want to give up, you know, a committee seat, <clears throat> which means nothing to you and me, but right. means a lot to their career. So that that's what people, I think, well, it means you can't really this, you but. can't really do anything if you're not on a committee. I mean, if you if you get stripped of all your committee, you know, positions, but she hasn't done. You, she can't have, do anything anyway. Like, do you, if you're not willing to do it, then then you're not willing to do it when you're on a committee. She's not going to hold up a bill when she's on a committee. She's not going to hold up a fucking, you know, it's just and has yet to do it. So it's just, I, you know, again, I don't I I, 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 I've said all I wanted to say on AOC, but like I think that a lot of there are certainly people who had bad faith takes on it but i think a lot of people were just like this is gross and you should you like you i don't know we don't know why you'd even want to participate in this was i think the overriding sentiment that i had at least and i think a lot of other people had but you know whatever i i it is what it is i hope it fades quickly from the discourse because it's dumb and shallow like most other things that get discussed in politics today um so next time i hope she wears a dress that just says hoes mad on it so everyone can just be like hey that's i am mad yes yes hopefully Call next time she, she <laughs> attends the the rich gathering of the elite just, as, you know, the, as the it's, paupers it's are like, being beaten by cops outside of the uh the capital <laughs> well i mean they they were there to protest the cops so the cops obliged them um but yeah i mean it's it's like it's as soon as you do anything that's spectacle in the public realm it will be picked apart criticized and that's you know to some degree to be expected it's just bizarre to me that you know most of that uh criticism came from people who agree with the message and agree that the people who were attending that event are the people who need to hear that message but somehow it was still wrong which well, I, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I think we, I, it, I, I agree. Maybe most people would agree with that. I don't agree with the message. I think that that would be a woefully inadequate step. And I don't think the people in that conference or that, that event need to hear that message because they fucking know that they know they avoid their fucking taxes and nothing that she says is going to do anything about it. I would, you know, but whatever it's again, I don't let let's, we, we have one more story to cover because we, we, uh, we wanted to mention this Obama thing. So let's get to that um, quick, but. You know, I guess we'll, we'll we'll bring you any other developments that happen in uh, in Dressgate 2021. Met Gala Dressgate. Right. Met Gate, yeah. Dressgate, whatever yeah. we want to call it. Um, well, no, if it so. gets donated and, you know, auctioned off and it goes to feed, you know, 100, 100 homeless people, I'm sure somebody will be like, well, why didn't it go to, why didn't, couldn't it have fed 500 people? You know, or did the food they get was it gluten free? You know, some somebody will have a problem with it somewhere. Sure. Um, um, so the Obama Presidential Library that isn't actually a presidential library. Um, this was a a deliberate choice by the Obama Foundation. Is being built, or it's starting to be built here in Chicago, on public parkland, which is supposed to be illegal, right? Like something that's in the public trust. It's protected by public trust doctrine, which our Chicago public parks are. I looked into the legality of this. Uh, should not be able to be leased to any private entity. That's like explicit in the city charter that that's not supposed to be possible. But Rahm Emanuel decided that uh, almost, I believe it's 20 acres of Jackson Park on the south side of Chicago would be leased to the Obama Foundation for 90 years for the price of $1. Oh, yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. 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 His former boss, Barack Obama, <laughs> the president. So <laughs> most presidents going on there. <laughs> every president since FDR has, has had a 
uh, library that has been part of the National Historic Society. Landmarks, right. Yeah, right, right. And it's been a it's been a, you know, depository or repository, I should say, for the presidential archives. Right. Well, the Obama Center, which is currently under construction, will not be that. It's basically going to be the new corporate headquarters of the Obama Foundation. And it will have a library, but it won't have the presidential archives there. Those will only be available online. Um, so it's not actually a library. So it's not actually a presidential library. So, yes. It, it like Okay, if, so the presidential record is going to be available online, and it's just basically going to be a museum to honor Obama. Like, Why did it have to be on a public park? Why couldn't it have been somewhere else? And there were several other locations that they looked at, and even his own consultants said this would be less controversial to put it anywhere else, literally anywhere else besides this park. And Obama was just like, nope, nope, I'm going to put it here. This is where I want it to be. And so th- this week, uh, released in the last two weeks, um, they've started clear-cutting the, the 20 acres of forest land of this park to build this Obama Center, this, this new corporate PR headquarters. And even the people that supported that, once they saw the pictures of 20 acres of old growth, you know, I mean, it's, you can't really say old growth because everything was cut at one point, mm-hmm. but most of these trees are over a century old. So they're old trees. And 20, when you see 20 acres of clear cut uh, woods in the middle of a park, it's pretty fucking astonishing. Right. And everybody, now that they're seeing these, these aerial drone photos is like, what the fuck? This is not what I thought this was going to look like. Um, and yeah, people are fucking outraged now. Pe- even people who did support it at first were not expecting this. And I don't even think people really understood like where in the park it would be or how big it was going to be because right. it, they'd, only, they'd only seen like the, you know, the renderings of the finished product, which has tons of trees on it, which I think most people look at it and go, oh, they're not going to cut down. <laughs> so they're going to leave the, the trees, trees, right? <laughs> right. Which you totally can do if you're careful. But they didn't want to do that. They want to just, you know, carpet bomb the place and start from scratch, which is, you know, of course, I'm sure saves money. But it's it's a total fucking scorched earth way of doing development. And, and the fact that it's a you know going to be a, a private corporate headquarters built on public land should be criminal. It technically is criminal, <laughs> according yeah, right. to according to the city charter. And people have been trying to sue on this forever. Finally went to, I don't know if it was the Supreme Court. Yeah, I think it actually was the Supreme Court ruled on this and said, no, they can go ahead and break ground on it, even though there's still litigation pending, Um, which is something they always try to do, you know, like Shell, uh, all kinds of corporations. They'll just, you know, they'll start building the pipeline, even though they don't have the permit illegally, knowing that if they get fined for it, it's like, oh, $50,000 to, you know, we got fined for starting to build construction without the permit. Um, we know we're going to get the permit eventually anyway, so let's just fucking do it, right? That shit happens all the time. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, just just how... I just want to read a little bit about this because it's... it's People, I think, just really didn't understand what they were getting. They hear Obama Center and they think Presidential Library. And I've right. seen people still commenting saying, I don't understand what the problem is. It's a Presidential Library. We all love that. It'll be great for tourism. <sighs> So the four-building, 19-acre Working Center for Citizenship, 
whatever the fuck that means, <laughs> set to be built in a public park on the south side of Chicago will include a 235-foot-high museum tower, a two-story event space, an How athletic tall? center, 235 feet. What? Uh, in the middle of a public park? You're just going to build a giant fucking monolith of a tower in the middle of a public park? Right. Okay. Right. That's... Well, they want they want to be right next to a lagoon so they can take pictures of it like reflected in the water. I oh, think, of course, right. And right. that's that's Jackson Park has a lot of history to it, and it's got this very ornate lagoon. It's it's pretty awesome actually. And the idea that you would carve out about one tenth of the entire size of the park to to do this, it just it's it, you you saw the before and after picture of like how yeah, much it's an atrocity. Land. I mean, it was this beautiful part. I, I I said to you, it was like, oh, it looks like Central Park. Like there's like a lot of great spots in central park that look like that where you have a nice little lake or a lagoon with a little little bridge that goes over it and fucking like and it's just just clear so, cut scorched earth now yeah so it's also going to have uh a an athletic center a recording studio a winter garden and even a sledding hill uh they bulldoze the women's garden that had been there since uh, the civil war oh great um <laughs> But the center, which will cost an estimated $500 million, will also differ from the co- the complexes built by Barack Obama's predecessors in another way. It won't actually be a presidential library. In a break with precedent, there will be no search. Re- uh, there will be. Blah. Fuck. Let me try that again. Uh, in a break with precedent, there will be no research library on site and none of Mr. Obama's official presidential records. Instead, the Obama Foundation will pay to digitize the roughly 30 million pages of, un- of unclassified paper records from the administration so they can be made available online. Again, why do you need this center there then if it's all going to be on the Internet? And the entire <laughs> complex, including the museum chronicling Mr. Obama's presidency, will be run by the foundation, a private nonprofit entity, rather than by the National Archives and Records Administration. Oh, weird. The, the federal agency that administers the libraries and museums for all presidents going back to Herbert Hoover. <laughs> so he's privatizing presidential libraries. Yes. The oh plan was, was revealed with little fanfare in May 2017. Few details... Uh, few details of the digitization were made public until Tuesday when the foundation and the archives expected release uh, a legal agreement outlining procedures for creating what is being billed as the first digital archive of the for the first digital president, which they say will democratize access. Right. But as awareness of the plan has spread, some historians see a threat to future scholarship on the Obama administration and to the presidential library system itself. Without a dedicated repository, they argue, the rich constellations of related material found at the other libraries, papers donated by family members, cabinet members, and aides, as well as pre-presidential and personal papers, could end up scattered or even uncollected. And without help from specialized archivists, the promised digital democratization could just as easily turn into a hard-to-navigate data dump. can almost guarantee that. That's that's what they always do when they they want people to not be able to find information is they overwhelm them with tons of shit they think they won't read. Right. right? So it's, there's there's no curation that's going to be here. It's just, oh, search on your own. Right. Right. Um, just how the Obama Foundation's decision to opt out of the current system took shape remains unclear. In Jonathan Alter's 2010 book, The Promise, the newly elected President Obama was quoted musing that uh, that maybe his future presidential library should be an online library. 
It is also in line with trends at the National Archives, which faces stagnant budgets and exploding number of records to care for. The agency's current strategic plan calls for digitizing all of its holdings, which it estimates at uh, amounting to some 12.5 billion pages. Okay, so it's they don't want to store it anywhere, so I guess that's why they need the 235-foot-tall building. Okay. Uh, In May 2017, when President Obama appeared in Chicago to unveil the design for the center, renderings included a 50,000-square-foot library building. But the research facility and archives most people had assumed would be inside it have disappeared. (laughs) So (laughs) we're not going to build that anymore. The decision to break with the National Archives model was, quote, not disclosed at the unveiling, according to the Chicago Tribune. It was not noted in the foundation's main news release describing the center, but it was instead outlined in a separate terse release. So a little little side note we had later on, uh, after we uh, already got approval to bulldoze the park, uh, some it, it, observers it, are dismayed. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, it's, it's just unreal how fucking dedicated to just being the most grafting, corrupt piece of shit he is, like, in, in every aspect of his life. Like, this is a fucking lay up slam dunk you just do your fucking presidential library the way everyone does it and then you use like you know your gatherings and your 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 functions and your you know like you know dinners or whatever to fucking further graft and and make money off corporations but he can't even do that he's got to fucking even give this to a fucking corrupt private entity like he can't even let the fucking institute and now he of course sets a precedent so that every president going forward is going to fucking totally privatize and monetize like Donald Trump's going to have a fucking Trump amusement park instead of a presidential library. Like he's going to have like the fucking, you know, like, like the universal studios, you know, Trump land of fucking presidential libraries. And Barack Obama is making that possible by breaking the not legal uh, precedent, but by, but by breaking the tradition of just allowing the national archives to uh, control and the national historic registry to control uh, the operations of your presidential library and not, you know, control it yourself through some shady fucking private corporation, basically. Yeah, yeah. So just a couple of quotes here just to close it out. It's by a guy named uh, Bob Clark, who published a highly critical article about Obama uh, in the journal The Public Historian. It says, they are creating a fog and confusing the public and the broader historical community about what this thing actually is. Everybody is still calling it a presidential library, but it's not. It's a museum and a headquarters for a foundation that is funding the National Archives' goal of digitizing all of its documents. Some scholars are also alarmed by the decision. A quote here from uh, David Garrow, a Pulitzer Prize-winning historian and author of Rising Star, a nearly 1,500-page biography of Obama, said, uh, The absence of a true Obama presidential library will have the effect of discouraging serious and potentially critical research into the Obama presidency. This is, you know, of course, going forward as we find out things that, uh, you know, we didn't know because they were either classified or unclassified, but, you know, nobody's had a chance to read it yet. Um, So, yeah, again, just totally on brand that, you know, we're going to we're going to digitize all this stuff, won't have actual documents to inspect you know it's just you're losing something right no curation you're losing something in the process or the curation is going to be handled by his own private foundation not a nonpartisan uh public institution right right so So anything real damaging is probably not even going to make it into those archives whether or not it's you know legally required that they are or not right they're just gonna you know quietly uh, lose those documents in the digitization process 
Like, oh, so we missed have, that one on the scanner. A, right. So you have a reinforcement of this idea that, oh, Obama had no scandals except for his tan suit. Right. Right. Like, uh, he, he fucking bragged about doubling U.S. oil production. Bragged about it. Right. And that's not a fucking scandal to you people? Killed an American citizen with a drone. I mean, turned two wars into seven or Joked eight. about killing a U.S. Off. citizen's son. A U.S. citizen's son was killed, and he said, oh, I should have had a better father. Right. Just, That's how he brushes off questions about extrajudicial homicide. And these are just the things that we know about. Like, who the fucking knows what they're going to find? You know, the, the industrious people that actually do dig through this data dump that they're going to release and, and find, like, the, the other scandals within this thing. Like, who fucking even knows how much actual graft we need? I mean, we know we fucking the, his Citibank fucking picked his cabinet. There was an email from Citibank that laid out yeah, who they, he's going to pick for themselves to be his cabinet. Right. Funny, funny. All, all that but works. one person in that fucking email was was actually who he picked to be his cabinet. Like, it, it, it's I'll unreal. tell you, it, it is disappointing though because I feel like if this was this was, you know, twenty acres being clear cut and bulldozed, uh, in maybe another city, that there would have been people there blocking the bulldozers, right. chaining up linking arms to stop this fucking thing and it would be a massive embarrassment to the point where they would shut it down and and consider it another location where there's not uh 20 acres of of 100 year old trees right but you know as much as i loved all the the riots and and organized demonstrations we had last summer in chicago all that's gone this year nothing nothing happening this summer right when we should be you know, taking every opportunity to disrupt things for as bad as things have been. Um, and it's, it just hasn't been anywhere, you know, like you, you look at how they fucking, you know, waged war in Portland against the, this federal courthouse, the whole fuck. I mean, it was just like, if you saw the pictures of that shit, it was like every fucking day they were battling the cops out there. Right. You know, and it's like if they were trying to build a presidential center like this there cutting down 20 acres of fucking 100 year old trees there would be an absolute carnage going on and here here it was just like yeah yeah that's gone now that's what happens i guess and it's gone (laughs) (laughs) i mean this is the city that after all elected Lori lightfoot as mayor so i I don't expect much unfortunately out of all the more reason that people should be out there because she's just as fucking corrupt as rob emanuel Right. And and at, at best, we'll get like, you know, a couple dozen to a couple hundred people marching down to Lori Lightfoot's house. And of course, there's, you know, double that many cops that are protecting her house. The shit out and then everyone room. goes home. They, they'll even say like, oh, we're gonna, we'll are we we'll be done protesting at her house by 7 p.m. Like, why would you <laughs> announce that ahead of time? Why would you you're like, we're not why wouldn't you be saying like, we're not going to fucking leave until Lori comes? At, you know, right. like don't don't announce the time that you're giving up. That's just. Uh. <laughs> we have our permit right here. We 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 went to the city. We got a permit. It's oh, nice and laminated. <laughs> oh fuck, man! All right. Well, uh, I think that pretty much does it for us this episode. But uh, we covered a lot of ground. Um, yeah. So, if you want to support the show, uh, rate and view, subscribe on Apple Pot or, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com/slash/MoveLeft facebook.com slash move left idiots patreon at patreon.com slash move left uh i am at move underscore left on twitter 
yeah, we did have one last clip that I wanted you to play us out with. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Mike Slutty, but this this clip is fucking hilarious to me. It's a, another um, sort of internet comedian that I have adored. And uh, this is her sort of a character she does of a uh, very bored, disgruntled uh, museum uh, tour guide in Scotland. <laughs> and she's done different variations of this. Uh, of just like all the things that we romanticize about Scotland, uh, you know, as Americans, right? That if you were Scottish, you would be completely fucking bored by <laughs> and having to like retell all of it as though it was exciting right. to you. Uh, so yeah, this has been on my, on my uh, browser toolbar forever. So I just want to get this, this, I want to get it off of there. So we're just going to play this out just because it's funny. Yeah, we'll play this and then uh, and that'll be into the show. But we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. Welcome to this guided tour of Ochtenmuir Distillery. My name's Craig. Today I'll be taking you through the majestic history of Ushkaba, Aqua Vita, the water of life itself. Whiskey. Please note that is whiskey without an e. If it's got an e in it, that means it's Irish, and if it's called Scotch. That means it's American, and it means it's push. We have been <laughs> distilling whiskey here for hundreds of years because, as I'm sure you could tell when you arrived this morning, there's absolutely fuck all else to do around here. Our whiskey is unique and noted for its peaty flavours, which is another way of saying it tastes like mud. <laughs> as you can see, we store it here in these oak barrels, giving an extra oaky, woody taste to your muddy drink. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I'm not much of a whiskey fan myself. I like a Tenants on a hot day, and on a cold day, a slightly warmer Tenants. And now the part of the tour I'm sure you've all anticipated. It's the sampling, so please take a wee glass, swill it round, give it a sniff, nod sagely like you know what you're talking about, <laughs> pretend you like the taste, commit to buying a full-size bottle in the gift shop for £75, <laughs> that bottle will then sit unopened in your house for the next 40 years because you paid £75 for it so you're not drinking it. It will then be inherited by your children and they won't drink it either. It will then be found and ultimately thrown out by whichever person the government has charged with clearing out your child's house after they die a hoarder surrounded by four cats. <laughs> I can see there are some youngsters on the tour. Of course, they would not be allowed the samples. I will take those away. I don't like drinking the whiskey, but I will have a hat. Thank you for visiting the distillery today. If you want to buy any whiskey, there's some in the gift shop. What? Oh, I thought someone said my name. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly she had to take some of those samples from some of those children at yes. the end there. Yes. <laughs> Um, right. Eleanor, Eleanor Morton, look her up. She's Twitter, hilarious. Right. All right. And we'll see you next week.
say 